Hey everyone, I am Reva and just want to take a moment and thank you for listening to our studio podcast. Although we are here in Greenville, South Carolina, we are grateful for your support to see the message of Jesus go out all over the world. In case you are not aware, we have a YouTube channel, which you can find the link in our podcast bio. We hope you enjoy this week's talk and it encourages you and it helps you to be the human God designed you to be. So with that, let's get right to it. Thank you. Oh, Eric, you look like Darth Vader in that picture. <laughs> I was like, there's Nate and Darth Vader. It's so good to be here. Oh, yeah, see Darth Vader. That's my husband. Yeah, thank. <laughs> oh, my eyes just feel leaky and my heart feels just full. Like, ah, oh, so don't stay, please don't move out of this space of receiving. Because even when I was in worship, we shared the testimony real quickly about uh, Scott Kennedy having a healing from something that he's experienced his whole life. And I felt like God said, and I am gonna do miracles internally. There's things that you've been dealing with your whole life with your identity that he's gonna straighten out and address today. And it's internal, it's gonna be internal healing today. And it's long-term things. Cause identity you never get away from cause wherever you go, there you are. And he's gonna do stuff that's on the inside that will forever change you. Have you ever, we've done a lot of remodeling and I kept seeing this picture of putting new headers in. Sometimes when you're putting in uh, new doorways or you need to redo things, you have to um, go put a new header in to make your structure sound. Now, like, he's putting in new headers in lives today. He's making your structure sound where things have been bent or out of shape or getting corroded. The Lord's doing internal work. And so I just want you to stay in this posture of receiving because what he can do in a moment, let's just say yes. All we need to do is just say yes and just turn towards him. Like even more in worship, I'm like, maybe this is the best thing that we could do today. Because what he does, just when we look at him and receive his love, but it's not just receiving his love, it's where you're receiving it. It's into the core of who you are. He's doing a deep work that's something you've carried around your whole life that you don't need to carry around anymore. I only have moments, and this is humbling to go, Lord, how do you steward what you're doing in this room? I went to an elementary school called Lafayette Elementary School in Eureka, California. And there was a lady who worked at the elementary school and she uh, was on the playground and in the lunch room in the cafeteria. And everybody loved her, she was really fun. She would bring her dog to school on school spirit days and even dress him up in the, in the school sweatshirt um, and walk him in the classroom and all the kids loved her. She would bring treats. And then she'd even bring like stuff in her bag and not anyone would know what it is and she would just give it discreetly to kids. And what I found out is it was like articles of clothing and things that she'd find out they don't have. And so she would make sure that they would just get taken care of. She was older. And then you'd find her, she would defend. She'd be the one defending all the kids, especially the really hard kids. And the teachers would be like, I can't stand them. They're just so hard. And she'd be like, just give them one more chance. Here, I'll take them. I'll walk them outside. They just need, I don't think they got breakfast. And she just could see the kids a lot more. And she was older. She was a grandma. And she was a grandma and older, and so she just rocked in, and she just said, you know, you can call me Grandma Hubbard, which you don't always call teachers and people at school grandma, because they're usually Mrs. or Mr. She just called me Grandma Hubbard. And so all the kids would almost get delightful when she would walk by, Grandma Hubbard, Grandma Hubbard. And they'd be like, I know Grandma Hubbard, because Grandma Hubbard was cool at the elementary school, because she loved the kids, and the kids knew it. 
And so they wouldn't just, they would just get delightful and yell her name and then they'd run up and give her a hug. And you could see there was this exchange of joy when Grandma Hubbard would walk by. And then they'd go, oh, there's Grandma Hubbard. And I'm like, but I want you to know something. She's my real grandma. They're like, well, she's my grandma too. I'm like, no, she's my grandma. Like I go home with her. Like, I've known her my whole life. They're, and they're like, they're, oh, well, she's Grandma Hubbard to everybody. And I'm like, I tried to explain to people, this was my grandma. She worked at my elementary school because my parents got divorced when I was in kindergarten. And she decided to become a lunch aide and work in the cafeteria so that I would have family in the middle of a lot of crazy transition. She was very loving. And I was always so proud, but everybody was proud that she was their grandma but I tried to explain to them that she was my real grandma. <laughs> but it, it was, it, that was like just a little picture that I got to see of the power of love. Like her ability to choose and delight in kids and to see them and actually adopt them. To some level, all the kids in Eureka, California, even when I was in junior high and high school, oh, Grandma Hubbard, Grandma Hubbard. And I'm like, you're 16 years old. She's my grandma. <laughs> But it touched something in them when they were at a really young age, at a really vulnerable, vulnerable place. And I'm like, that's what God does to us. That's just a small picture. We have this extravagant thing in the Father. His love, when he chooses us and he adopts us, we get covered. We get taken care of. We get delighted in, in spaces that we need to be delighted in. And that's the work I think God is doing in us. And it's something that we might not be aware of because we get so used to who we are. But it affects everything. We're talking about identity, but really it's the way we think, the way we see ourselves. It affects everything. I'm going to pop up psychology here. And don't, don't, don't um, just check out. Just, just stay in here with me. But I have a, um, a chart here. And this is Maslow. This is a really old theory. But I wanted to share it because I want to speak to a few things. This is on just the building of our, our needs um, as people. But in there, there are motivations, what motivates us as people, but also our desires. And Maslow, and this stuff has changed in psychology little since this is, I think, 1945. But the basic big one is psychological needs, such as food, water, just your basic stuff. And then um, you go to safety needs. Uh, which is just being secure, stable. You have love and belonging, relationships. We all need to feel accepted. This is just humanity. No one is excluded from this. And then if you were to continue, you go to esteem needs, having self-confidence and respect, valued by others. Um, and then the highest one would be reaching your full potential, like stepping into all who you're created to be. It's having your truest, healthy identity. But we have needs through that whole process. The, he would say it's a hierarchy. It's been a little bit changed where it just, these are, we progress. It's a progression of growth. I love human development and um, even how our identity is formed from the time that we're born. Being taken care of, being fed, knowing that you're loved is huge. It's a very important part of us being established in who we are. It's getting our needs met. And I actually wanted to bring this up to refer to a couple things. I think there's things inside of these steps that we did not get that either we experienced things that weren't met, and I believe that God, he wants to come in and meet you in those places. 
Do you know, I've done a lot of ministry with people over the years, people that are younger people, that are older people, that have been in ministry and actually pastors and teachers um, and people who don't, have just come to know the Lord. One consistent thing, consistent thing that I've seen is that no matter what they're trying to work through when they are running into issues, when we go back and go, God, where did this start? Where did the root of this start? I would say majority of it started in our childhood. It's in our childhood because that's when a lot of this stuff was being formed. It's a lot when our needs are, when we have needs and they're either getting met or they're not met. So you know where God wants to love and meet us right now? Is in each of those spaces. And that's why I felt like the deep work that he's doing is us getting, looking at him, bringing our whole self and our whole story and letting him have access to the parts. And even going, God, what is there? Is there anything I'm missing that I just need your touch? I need your touch and your healing in spaces in my life and in my story. Because I believe that the Lord wants to establish us in him, but also grow us into healthy, strong, whole people. That's what we know we're called to be. And sometimes we run into stuff like, why can't I walk in that? Why can't I go over this? Because like, he wants to be a part of our, our whole story. He loves us and delights in us. I want to also, I want to go into, um, read Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, I have two slides up here. We're going to read um, all the way through verse 10, I believe, or 9. But we'll start here. It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us, can you say us? You know, it's so cool. It didn't say me. It didn't say you. It said all of us. It's for all of us. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter your story. It's for everybody. I, this is such good news. By which he made us accepted in the beloved. We're going to continue. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made us to abound, which he made to abound toward us, in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mysteries of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Guys, this is good news. I share this story about my grandma because it's just a small little snippet of what love, what belonging, what choosing, what it does, what I've seen it do in people's lives, what I've seen it do in my life, but I saw it in other people's lives, not the kids. It began to change their story. It began to change. I saw light in them. I saw light in their eyes just from experiencing that in her. She had a way and a connection with all the kids because they were like, oh, she's my advocate. I know Grandma Linda. I can hide in her. I'm like, oh, we have that. We have, we have that on a whole nother scale. I'm like, oh, let us, let us not just come to church and sing about him, but we need to walk and stand in that place and actually know who he is and his heart for us. That's for all of us. 
There's some, those are really strong words. They were all in yellow. You can put the scripture back up there. You can start with the first one. We're blessed. Can you say, I'm blessed? Lord, help us to know what that means. What does it mean to actually receive your blessing? That's why I asked you to stay in a posture of receiving because we're talking truth. And when you get truth, you have an option. When you hear it, what do you do? Is it just, oh, that's just a good thing to know. No, it's a good thing to know right here. Know it, listen to it, receive it, and declare it. I am blessed. He says he chose us. I am chosen. Can you say, I am chosen? This is truth. And when the thing with truth, truth is always the same. We get to choose what we do with it. I am chosen. Do you know where I live? I am chosen. Is it a feeling? No, it's a truth. I am chosen. I am adopted. She's my grandma Linda. No, she's really my grandma Linda. Do you know that her love covers us all? God's love is so great that we're all adopted. I know who our father is. I am your brother and your sister. That's who we get to be to each other. He made us accepted in the beloved. Jesus' love is so great. We're already chosen, we're already adopted, and we're accepted. Those are huge things. Have you felt rejected in life? Probably all of us at different times. We weren't picked on the team. They didn't choose us. They had an Instagram party and they didn't invite you. And you can look at it. They take pictures. And you're like, what do you do? I am chosen. I am loved. I am accepted. There is a bigger truth that's larger than all of that. And then keep going on. It says, uh, we are redeemed. We have redemption through his blood. Thank you, Lord, for redemption. There's a truth that we can choose to know, acknowledge, but then also receive and step in and confess over our lives. Thank you, God, for your redemption. No matter what our story is, no matter where we've come through, he's gonna redeem. That's what he does. His blood already has redeemed. And then forgiveness. We were never meant to live underneath the weight of our sin. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. It's not gonna be something I just read about but I'm gonna receive it daily. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness because we don't live underneath our sins. We don't live underneath the bad things that we've done or said. Thank you, Lord, that you forgive us, that we have a new place that we can walk. We can walk above our past. Thank you, God. You're so good. When we say yes to Jesus, he does a work inside of us. He begins transforming us with his love. Have you guys been transformed by his love? Are you being transformed by his love? Could you feel it even tonight in worship? Mike, oh yes, you're so good, God. I always want to look in your direction. I always want to say a full yes to you and surrender to you. We get that choice every moment of our lives and it's an honor. I'm like, oh Lord, you're doing something deep right now. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence tonight. Yeah, thank you for the good news the good news of your gospel, that you bring light to places that are dark inside of us, that you bring life to places that are dead inside of us. Yeah, there's four great truths that I wanna share with you tonight. I was reading an email, it honestly came from John Tyson, and um, I just wanted to share it because I thought this is exactly what I want that feels tangible tonight. Here's from his email, Richard Loveless, who wrote um, about the importance of the gospel, getting into the depths of man's heart, not just rattling around in his mind or tweaking a few small sins, but really reorientating him to live out of confidence and joy. 
This is all based on what Jesus has accomplished for us. Loveless wrote, at the beginning of each day, we can confess and agree with, here are four truths. I am accepted. Can you guys say, I am accepted? accepted. This is stuff that should just, this is just our bread and butter. This is the truth. I am accepted because the guilt of sin is covered by the righteousness of Christ. Isn't that good news? This is stuff that can make you breathe really deep. Thank you, Lord, that covers your story. I am free from bondage to sin through the power of Jesus in my life. Let us live there. And I'm talking through, when you look at your story, I'm just thinking of that pyramid that I showed. No matter what your story has been like, thank you, God, that I am free from the bondage of sin through the power of Jesus in my life. Thank you, God, that I am not alone, but accompanied by the counselor, the spirit of the Messiah. He said, thank you, God, I'm in command, but I'm going to say I'm powerful. I am powerful with the freedom to resist and expel the powers of darkness. How wonderful this truth is. When we know we're accepted, we stop compensating and overcompensating for approval by what we do. Secondly, when we know we are free, we reject the forces of sin that seek to hold us back. When we know the spirit is in us, is with us, we can experience his power, presence, and peace. That's what you're experiencing tonight. When we know we have authority, we stop submitting to slavery and start commanding our destiny. I'm going to say that again. When we know we have authority, we stop submitting to slavery and we start commanding our destiny. It's so important what we know. This is a really big thing. It's part of renewing our mind. Because what you believe also affects how, what you're saying to yourself and how you see yourself. Thank you, God, for renewing um, our minds with your truth. And you know, we, the call of the disciples, as we follow Jesus, we're his disciple. We're like, Lord, we want to be like you. We want to know your ways. And you know, he calls us to go and make disciples. There's a quote by um, John Maxwell, and I love this. It says that we teach what we know, but we reproduce what we are. It's so true. And I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you, God, for changing and transforming my life. And it is necessary and essential for me to actually do the work that you called me to. Because you didn't just call me to tell people about you, but you called me to go and make disciples. So you could only reproduce what you are. So we say yes to transformation. We say yes to whole identities. And that's what we can have in God. It's just what he does. He's so good. Why don't you stand with me? As I'm wrapping this up, I do want to pray again. I don't feel like we actually ever left a place of prayer, but I want to pray for you. If you're in this room and even as I, you can put that pyramid back up there, please. When you look at this pyramid, if there's spaces on there, you're like, yeah, which ones do I feel really strong in? Oh, I've always had a really good home. I've always had a roof over my head. I've always had breakfast. Yay. Gosh, I've never really felt very safe. My parents are, I've been abused. I, there, might, there might be some of your needs that weren't met. Or, gosh, I've always had um, people around me that take care of me and feed me, but I've never really been loved. I've never really been chosen. Um, I want to ask if there's anybody in here, when you look at that list and you're going, gosh, this one, this part doesn't feel very strong in me. Um, and you would want prayer. Actually, we're just going to invite God. I'm going to just ask, and we're all going to pray together. And just ask God to come and meet any needs that need to be met inside of us. 
If there's any places that are broken or that are hurting or that just haven't been met by his love and provision, we're just gonna invite him into that space. So let's pray. Thank you, God, for your great love. That your great love is even greater than my grandma's. That, that, was, just, that was just a portion of your love. But your love is so powerful that it chooses us. It delights in us. It adopts us. It provides for us. Thank you, Lord. I invite that love into every part of our story, into every need that we have. Yeah, your love is so good. I invite it to come in and just marinate, marinate that part of our lives and our story in you. And I thank you, Lord, for putting new headers in people's lives, for putting um, sound structure and new beams where there needs to be new beams. God, we trust you. Yeah, we love you, Lord. And I ask that you would come and fill us just afresh with your Holy Spirit. Yeah, and do the work that only your Holy Spirit could do in us. That your Holy Spirit actually gives, can give us the knowledge of God. And it's in the knowing your truth that we are free and made whole. God, so I thank you for your truth tonight. Yeah, and I pray, God, that you would show us who you are tonight and give us truth to partner with. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to give you a real quick piece of homework. Here's my homework for tonight. The first one is reflection. Are there places in me um, where I don't feel accepted, where I don't feel free, where I don't feel powerful, or even where I may feel lonely? If we ask ourselves those questions, and then we get to ask God, ask God to help you know the truth of who he is and what he has for us. He's that good and he's that normal. He created us. He created the whole world. He knows what we need and he can um, come and fill us when we ask him those things. And here's my activation. Daily confess God's truth and receive what he has given us. That means taking time to think about the truth. Thank God for the truth. Receive it and walk in it. It's not just we just don't read it in the Bible, but actually let's take time and go, wow, thank you, God, for Ephesians 1. Thank you, that's what I have, that I'm part of the us. And here's the part about Ephesians 1 I forgot. If you read it again, it's all, this makes me so excited because I'm, a, I'm an achiever. If you give me a list of things, I bet you I can get them done just as fast as you can, if not more. I'm like, how do you get an A? I want to put a plus on it. I just was built that way, you know, we're all different. So this makes me so excited. Ephesians 1 says we get all of that but it's not according to anything that I do. It's actually according to his good pleasure. It's according to him. He's so good. And it doesn't matter how good we are. And then for those of us who are bad at certain times, it doesn't even matter how bad we are. It was all according to him. It's really good for the church to hear that because we feel good when we get dressed up and you, it makes me think that I'm really nice. I am nice most of the time. You could ask Eric about the other times. But thank God it's according to him. It isn't even about things that we do. Thank you, Lord, what we have in you. So taking time to think about his truth, thanking him for the truth, receive it and walk in it. Here's the truth, the four truths. I am accepted. I am free. I am not alone. And I am powerful. Thank you, Lord. So that's what I bless you with. And I just say, let's continue to be open to God. 
to let his love touch every part of our lives because he is building us into a strong, healthy people who know him, know who he's created us to be and can walk in a strong identity enough to where we're disciples of him and we can disciple other people because we've been transformed by his love. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's talk. If you're interested in learning more about Studio here in Greenville, you can go check out our website, studiogreenville.com. And you can give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is studio.greenville. Have a great week.